outside. And I'm feeling like stripes. They hitting on me and my homie. Cause our minds not in life. They mad cause we just got the passion. Never slacking or lagging. The funny thing is, step up to us. You know we bout that action. But look. Welcome back to the Savant Podcast, and today we have another new artist on the platform. Uh, so we have Saint Vitel from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, he's been releasing music uh, since 2018 on SoundCloud, and then on 2019, uh, he's been releasing on all streaming platforms. Uh, but how are you doing, man? Uh, thanks for coming on the platform. Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so before we get into it, I just want to say thanks for reaching out to try and get on the podcast i love when uh artists do reach out uh to come on because the more artists we get we can build you know a bigger platform uh so i do appreciate that yeah of course man um so let's start off uh before we get into the questions as this is your first interview you've ever done uh just tell everyone uh where they can find you on social media and then uh the stream platforms that they can listen to your music all right yeah for sure uh you can find me on instagram at uh the saint patel TikTok is just St. Patel. And if you have any app that streams music, I'm probably on it. <laughs> just uh, St. Patel on Spotify, Apple Music, literally everything. Okay, so let's get into the interview. So uh, before we start playing your music, uh, let's start the beginnings of St. Vitel. So how did you come up with the name? What does like, the name mean uh, to you? And then uh, when did you start like writing music? All right, well, um, I grew up in the south end of Winnipeg in the city district named St. Vitel. Pretty straightforward there. It was kind of just like a, a memento almost, right? It's so like, no matter where this journey takes me, I'll always remember my roots because it's there in my name, right? And as for writing, uh, honestly, man, I've been, like, since I was like in, I don't know, grade one, grade two, I've always just enjoyed writing, you know, short stories, whatever the hell it is. But uh, when I was like maybe 11 or 12, I kind of realized that I had like, I liked rhyming, right? I liked writing poems and, and songs and stuff. And then, yeah, when I was 14, I like picked up this $99 mic and I just tried some stuff out and I just haven't stopped since. So like you, you liked writing. So like, you know, writing short stories, poetry, stuff like that. Were you like a big uh, Dr. Seuss fan back in the day? <laughs> Actually, weirdly enough, no, not really. Um, Like I say that in the sense that I never really had like a lot of my classic children's books. Okay, because I went to a private Catholic school, so the books I read were, you know, the Bible. Um, and yeah, I think I was, at my youngest age, it was kind of like a Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, that kind of stuff that kind of drew me into writing. Okay, that's dope, because I, uh, I went to Catholic school as well. Uh, not private, <laughs> just Catholic, but um, yeah, I read the Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, right. actually. I love yeah. that. That was probably the last uh, book franchise I read, like fully. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I've read, like, Lord of the Rings, but in terms of, like, the amount of books. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Because uh, like, I think it was, like, six or seven. Um, but I remember being so pumped for that first movie and then being so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's one of those things that if you watch it before you read it, yeah. it's like, 
Yeah, okay. Exactly. But if you read it first, like, oh, yeah, come no, on, man. No, definitely, definitely. Okay, so that's dope. So uh, St. Vitale is where you grew up in Winnipeg. And then, so how, how far is that from, like, the downtown? Or is that, like, south, like, downtown Winnipeg? That's, like, five minutes from the perimeter south end. Like, it couldn't be farther from downtown. And then, uh, so before we get into your first song, uh, Legion, let me talk about growing up in Winnipeg in, you know, St. Vitale. And how has that, because obviously, you know, inspired you, uh, you know, for your name. But how has that inspired in terms of the content of the music and what music you want to uh, create? That's a good question. Um, like growing up where I did, um, it's a very cushy neighborhood. Like we're talking Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like white suburbia, you know. And so it wasn't like you didn't really get like that grittiness that you see in rap music, right? And so I kind of had to turn my head to other things to get that inspiration. If you know what I mean, like uh, even though I am proud of where I come from, and that's the whole reason I chose my name. I didn't really find much like artistic inspiration in where I grew up. And I think that's like the big reason that I set my branches out is because I was, you know, I sit here and I'd be like, nobody like this exact spot, nobody's doing what I'm doing. Like nobody is coming from this neighborhood and being the person that I want to be. Right. And so that's almost, almost the opposite of what you'd think was my inspiration. It was like, I don't want to like, no offense to everyone around me, but I don't want to be, white roger working nine to five drinking soy milk at breakfast you know you know what i mean like it was kind of like i look around at the people around me and be like i i want to be something more than that you know yeah yeah i totally get what you mean uh trying to aspire for something bigger than you know those around you and your surroundings and not wanting to you know stay content with just being normal yeah which is not a bad thing yeah exactly like no hate to anyone but i just mean like I just looked at that kind of life and I was like, I don't want that. And that's just me. Yeah, awesome. And I think that's a good segue into uh, this next song. So Legion, and this is off uh, your 2019 album, uh, Rockstar. So before we get into that, because you kind of touched on it right now, but just like talk about the meaning, obviously be uh, behind like wanting to be a rock star and then kind of the the route you took on this album. And then we'll get into uh, Legion after that. That's the funny thing. Um, something that a lot of people don't know and wouldn't expect is uh, Rockstar. I hate that album. I hate it so much. The only reason I keep it on my discography is to remind myself of how far I've come. See, the ideology I had going into writing that album and some of the lyrics are still applicable to me today, but really just sitting there and listening to it, I hate it. But thought I had when making this album was kind of like, uh, it sounds like kind of counterintuitive and i'm talking about you know this um underground rap scene but it was kind of like to establish myself right off the bat that i'm not just a rapper i'm a musician that's kind of what rockstar was supposed to feel like it was kind of like i'm not just here to rap i'm here to give you lots of different stuff right and uh even though i really <laughs> don't like that album uh, it's funny that we're talking about Legion because that is really one of, if not the only songs from that album that I do genuinely enjoy because it just has so much that I just truly still believe, you know? Okay, well, I'm glad I picked that song. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, uh, I do appreciate the honesty um, yeah. in, uh, you know, admitting because 
I mean, most of the time, whether or not, you know, an artist has grown, you know, in the years, and, and yeah, this is like, you dropped this three years ago, most people don't admit that, you know, they don't, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, that, that certain type of uh, music. And, and if, they, if they don't like it, then they just take it off and don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I want it there for that reason. So somebody could, be, right. so, you know, I could listen to the first, you know, the, like my debut LP and then listen to something I mm. released a month ago and be like, holy shit, you know? Yeah, you see the growth yeah. over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, stuff is fine. But yeah, but yeah, what I was trying to say is that like, yeah, the, the meaning behind the album is still very real to me right now. Okay, awesome, awesome. All right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we're going to play uh, Legion uh, by St. Patel. So this is off his first LP. Hope you guys enjoy. Displaying a rust full of emotion With all our blood so tarred, ache and devotion We created a genre that builds up those who've been broken And we speak it for all of you who are too soft-spoken All of you! created a legion from those who have nothing And transformed the dreams into a bigger something We had to break them down so we could build them up And make them a part of the, the legion. legion created a legion from those who have nothing And transformed the dreams into a bigger something We had to break them down so we can build them up and make them a part of the Legion. This world is filled with young guys that wish they'd die and they sit and they cry until they pop in the headphones and they sit and they vibe hoping one day they'll amount to the rappers they idolize. And we think our music is the devil's attempt at speaking from the skies when you get mad at us when we tell them lies. But if we tell the truth, you do the same fucking thing. What a surprise, fuck that To every kid that has abusive parents I order you to rise This game is filled with pain but your freedom is the prize And you can give them the finger if they try to apologize Because truth is we're nothing but shit in their eyes We created a legion from those who have nothing And transform the dreams into a bigger something We had to break them down so we could build them up And make them a part of the legion we created a legion from those who have nothing and transformed the dreams into a bigger something we had to break them down so we could build them up and make them a part of you thinking I'm cynical cause my music is literal And that means I'm a criminal Where the hell is my fucking pinnacle In that case how could someone who is mentally unstable Be able to turn a pen and paper into a worldwide fable So I rap for the people who live worth the lives it seems Until they're given a chance to actualize their dreams And they're surprised by all of their disguise and genes Instead of sitting and drowning all of the cries and screams ah! And it may not be illogical But how would you call any part of it biological When the offspring the words are too intellectual gold And the elders adjustable won't give in cause they're too bold If you understand with a deck of cards that won't fold Sitting in a throne where years ago we was left out in the cold The adaptation of rock music They gave us gold chains and harsh names so we used it 
take inspiration and domination, diffuse it. We did it! Created a legion from those who have nothing and transformed the right. dreams into a bigger sum that we had to break them down so we could build them up and make them a part of the, the legion. legion. Created a legion from those who have nothing and transformed the dreams into a bigger sum that we had to break them down so we could build them up and make them a part of the, the legion. So that was Legion off St. Vitale's uh, 2019 album, uh, Rockstar. Uh, yeah, I just want to say I love that track, man. Thank you. Yeah, I love the, uh, well, first of all, the beat, just with like the saxophone, I believe, in the background. Yep. Yeah, I love the saxophone. It kind of sounds like the beat kind of sounds a little bit 90s, but it definitely still has like that 2000, like early 2000s hip hop feel to it. And then I love your, I love the flow over the beat. Because when I first started listening to hip hop, that was kind of like the flows, kind of that like the classic kind of, you know, '90s flow. I I, w- I wouldn't say Eminem flow, but um, you know, because I don't want to put you in that box, obviously. Because uh, there's so there's you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. There's so many artists uh, like that, but um, and then your wordplay, like especially the line, um, yeah. Uh, guys putting putting their headphones, listening to uh, their favorite rapper, hoping that they can be them. Is that that's kind of the line, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that. So yeah, break down the track for uh, the listeners here. Uh, this the meaning behind the lyrics. Uh, if you remember who produced the beat, and then uh, what you remember from uh, creating this track. Yeah, um, the beat was produced by a beat maker named Beats by Khan. That's kind of the genre they go for right kind of like the old school feel um because i'm i'm knowledgeable in a lot of areas of musical theory but um i can't make beats man (laughs) i've tried many times i can't but uh yeah the song as a whole if i had to kind of like put it into one main sentence it's got to be like the feeling of belonging to something right because as i put near the end there the adaptation of rock music kind of how it was right because obviously i wasn't alive (laughs) when rap first became a thing but i'm still in the know of being in this genre right and um that's kind of how it was it was it was similar to when rock music first started it was and even before that when jazz music first started and before that shakespeare like just kind of seen as like volatile and disgusting but now it's seen as not seen as it is literally the the biggest genre right now and um but it hasn't always been like that right and that's kind of how it was feeling that's how that's what the feeling was like when uh when making this album was kind of like uh you know i didn't always feel like i fit into a certain place a certain group of people right and rap music kind of it it, that's what drew me in about it right it that's kind of how it feels as uh being like part of something bigger because, yeah, the, the line that you mentioned, right, uh, putting in their headphones and trying to amount to the rappers they idolized, that line was basically about me. Because it was like, uh, no matter if I was, I could be having a shitty day, I could be having a great day, no matter what, I'd come home and I'd listen to music and I'd be like, these guys, these girls, all of them, they're, they're like, they're speaking about me, you know? And that's, I mean, 
that's the word there, legion, right? It's like a, a group of people who, like, it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, how old you are, your orientation, your gender, it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter. Just, you're part of this, you know? Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, bringing up some of that musical history. But, yeah, someone who also went to uh, Catholic school, and, yeah, that was something that drew me to hip-hop. Because, you know, even though, yeah, like you said earlier, you know, we're not we're not from that like type of neighborhood um, where we'll, you know, experience like some of the things that we're listening to in, in hip hop and early hip hop. At the same time, yeah, I always felt like listening to and I didn't always like all hip hop at the beginning. Like, I, you know, I was very into 90s hip hop and just the storytelling aspect. And these rappers aspiring to be greater than. Uh, the neighborhood that they're from, right? That that whole aspect, and um, and yeah, the whole uh, the legion, because uh, I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, um, that's super cool as well. Um, and then let let me just ask about your your flow, because on the the second verse you do switch, and near the end you do switch your flow up a little bit. Come bring me back to when uh, the, like the genesis of your career, and when like let's say when you freestyle or when you you know kind of just flow. What were some of the inspirations? you know, behind uh, kind of switching your flow up and yeah, what kind of artists kind of inspired you in that way? Even though you mentioned not trying to say this because you don't want to put me in that box, but Eminem is a big one. And actually, that's what I love about Boom Bap specifically, those kind of beats is they're so like open as to what you can do with them. And uh, when I write, usually for any rap song, not just this specific one, but any of them really, I write lyrics that I know will fit the BPM, but I don't usually think too much about the flow except for the choruses. And then when I actually am standing in front of that mic, I just do what feels right. So when I first recorded that song, I actually had no intention of switching my flow. I had no intention of going with the flow that I went with. I just opened my mouth, you know? Okay, yeah, we're in. And that's, uh, that's very true about yeah, Boom Bat and kind of hip-hop loops in general it kind of does give you give the artist the freedom to kind of yeah because like on a regular uh track or a regular you know uh, classical produced track you kind of can't you know go outside the beats and kind of you know just tell this like long ass story you kind of have to mm-hmm. have like a traditional verse chorus you know yeah. have your bridge in there yeah that's one thing you'll notice about my choice of beats is when it comes to like my mm-hmm. more, more melodic tracks or rock tracks it's it's different but when it comes to my like my rap songs they're usually pretty like basic beats, nothing too crazy, and that's why I like that freedom of being able to kind of just go every which way, you know. Okay, and then uh, so when you're growing up, obviously, what brought you uh, towards music you said was uh, the writing aspect. But uh, were you, were you musical at all? Did you play any instruments? Uh, were you in the choir? Uh, and then uh, just on top of that, what um, you know, artists inspired you during this time? Uh, to kind of get into music or was it just specifically like the writing aspect and you know listening or reading stories back in the day and then these novels that you described that inspired you yeah well uh, the school I went to in elementary school um, we had like a mandatory um, band class then also a separate violin class and uh, so I started playing violin when I was six and I started playing trombone when I was 10 and um, carried that all the way through middle school and a little bit of high school. But 
I haven't picked up a violin or a trombone in what feels like years because, well, it is years. But in the past past couple of years, I have taken to playing guitar more, though. So even though I started off with violin and trombone, that was for school. I didn't really find, really didn't fit my style, you know, but picking up a guitar was rather easy for me because of violin. I had kind of a sense for stringed instruments already. And yeah, you're not wrong when you say it was kind of the writing aspect because one of the first uh, musicians that kind of caught my eye in terms of actually realizing that I liked writing music was um, the first like concert or whatever we had as as a class was um, was we played Hey Jude by the Beatles. Even though that one's primarily uh, sang by McCartney, a lot of the Beatles songs, if not all of them, were written by uh, John Lennon, and he is without doubt my biggest lyrical inspiration i will say i genuinely believe if he were still alive he would be one of if not the greatest lyricists today he is like one of my biggest inspirations writing wise and um he's kind of like what made me realize i loved writing music and um it was yeah it was kind of like in high school when i started uh reading hp lovecraft like uh call of cthulhu uh shadow of innsmouth over innsmouth um and that's what kind of like that was like my gateway into the much like darker side of writing. And it's almost like those two kind of fuse, like my love for writing, but also my love for like the the much darker side of art. And that's kind of like those two like puzzle pieces kind of connected to give me my style, you know? Yeah. And rest in peace to uh, John Lennon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also um, I took guitar lessons uh, when I was younger and I was in like jazz band a bit. Um, nice. So that was some. But that's that's pretty cool. You played uh, the violin. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a very rare uh, instrument to play for sure. Uh, but with that being said, uh, so we're gonna get into uh, the next track uh, by Saint Vitel. Uh, so this is Troubled Youth. Uh, so this is off your EP uh, by off the same name, but it's also featuring uh, Loverboy Nell, uh, who you also have a few um, songs with. Uh, yeah, just kind of before we get into the track, kind of speak on your uh, collaborations with him. And then the next track we will play uh, later also has a feature. Uh, so maybe get some insight into what you like to do when you're collaborating uh, with artists. It's a bit different with Loverborn L, uh, Nelson because he's one of my closest friends from high school and we actually started making music at the same time. And so we kind of like went up together. And so when when I'm collaborating with him, it's easy. It's not like a it's not much of a networking thing. It's just like, he's one of my best friends, right? So it's kind of just like, hey, yo, bro, I want to make a song? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, but as a as a whole, when I, main thing I look for when collaborating with an artist is when I hear something I like, I shy away from looking at streams, from looking at followers, because their presence in the community isn't that big of a, a worry for me. It's more like the artistic side of things, like, will we work good together, right? I don't worry about, you know, the presence, you know, if people know them, if they're famous, whatever. It's kind of just like, can I picture myself on a song with you, you know? Awesome. So with that being said, uh, this is Troubled Youth uh, off the EP uh, by the same name uh, with uh, Loverboy now. Hope you guys enjoy.
music, messing crypto sex, addicted trouble you. We love offensive music, pens abusing drugs and booze. Cause it reflects the attitude, it perpetuates. That's why we're the kids that parents hate. We're the ones that were picked last in gym class. The misfits, the rejects, the outcasts. We fucking rule, we're something new. We're crazy as hell, we're trouble you. Still a human being that got gratitude and morals. But I've been told that my attitude isn't normal. Encrypted sex addicted trouble you We love offensive music, pens abuse and drugs and booze Cause it reflects the attitude we perpetuate That's why we're the kids that parents hate We're the ones that were picked last in gym class The misfits, the rejects, the outcasts We fucking rule, we're something new We're crazy as hell, we're troubled you Now we're troubled you, that's why we're acting crazy Now we're making moves, that's why we're fucking wavy Man, I'm lazy, I still play these Encrypted sex addicted trouble you We love offensive music, pens abusing drugs and booze Cause it reflects the attitude we perpetuate That's why we're the kids that parents hate We're the ones that were picked last in gym class The misfits, the rejects, the outcasts We fucking rule, we're something new We're crazy as hell, we're troubled youth So that was Troubled Youth uh, featuring uh, Loverboy Nell. Uh, yeah, definitely an anthem um, for the Troubled <laughs> Youth, if you want to say that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely love, first of all, the, the production on here. Uh, love the guitar work, um, you know, the different kind of solos. Uh, definitely feels kind of mid-2000s, kind of early 2010s kind of, kind of pop rock in a way and then i love uh the way you and uh loverboy now both complement each other definitely a highlight uh but kind of break down the track uh when you wrote this song uh what do you remember and then was it kind of always uh the goal of making it like an anthem for for you know kids who because you uh, there is a line in here uh like these are this is like for the troubled youth or this is for kids who are just like you know me or something like that yeah the song was kind of like i wrote this after you know this happened but uh i kind of that's what i'm looking for i uh i kind of you know wore you know leather and painted my nails and dyed my hair and all that stuff before it was like you know trendy of the recent and uh you know understandably i was in high school people made fun of me for that right and um 
I don't really care. And that's kind of what the song is about. I have a lot of songs with deeper meanings and like, you know, hidden meanings. This is not really one of them. I mean, it does have a deep meaning, but it's not like you don't have to, you know, decipher anything. It's just in your face. This is what this song is about. Right. And um, yeah, it was basically just I know there's other people that felt the way I felt that feel the way I do feel. And like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> like. It's it's not about like feeling sorry for myself or feeling sorry for anyone else because that's that's complete opposite of what the song is about. It's like, yo, be you. I'm gonna be me. Just be yourself, right? You shouldn't feel bad for wanting to express yourself. And um, if somebody doesn't like the way you look, the way you act, doesn't like the person you are, then fuck them. Like that's that. That's basically what the song is. It's just the the f you attitude, basically. Awesome. Yeah. It's. Yeah, definitely, like, seems like uh, the celebration of kind of being yourself, and it's kind of, it's okay. But it's it's kind of funny you do bring that up about with, like, you know, painting your nails and uh, the leather stuff, because that has become very popular in terms of, like, you know, uh, the most popular, like, celebrities and, you know, people on, I mean, we always bring up tiktok or whatever because but it is like the most you know popular like search engine yeah it's kind of what made it popular yeah yeah that yeah that was a big thing and then all the you know tiktok stars on there um and stuff like that but um and then so this came out in obviously in 2020 so and like when when did it come out during quarantine was it like near the end of 2020 or kind of in the beginning i recorded it right at the beginning of quarantine um it came out like yeah, probably like midway through, close to the end of 2020. It was kind of just like, up to this point, I'd only ever made just rap music. That's it, right? And um, this definitely broadened my horizons a lot more. It made me realize that I am more than just a rapper, because I, really I really enjoyed making this EP. And uh, that's kind of what it was. I was, um, it wasn't like I had like this big thing where I was like, I'm going to make a rock song, right? It was kind of just... Yeah, I was quarantined. I had nothing to do. I was just lying in bed and I was like, I want to write some. I don't know. I just started writing and then I was like, because that's just what I do. I usually write before I have a beat because writing is writing is the biggest thing for me, the lyrics. And that's why I never really want to base the song off the beat or off the flow. I want to base the song off the lyrics. That's the grounding information for me. And as I was writing it, I was like, this totally feels like a rock song or at least a rock inspired song. And, um, and then kind of, and not every song in the AP is a rock song, but they all kind of followed that, uh, that feel, right? Yeah, so even though, you know, it was a dark time for the world, you know, in quarantine, it, it was like a substantial factor of why it came to be. Because I just, I think like the seclusion and like just being able to be alone with my thoughts and whatever is... I don't know if that would have happened if I was still, you know, going to school every day, you know, busy with other, with other stuff. I don't know if this ever would have happened. So so just speaking of like the sound, so who, who produced the beat? And obviously you talked about um, uh, you started learning guitar. Have you like put your own guitar work into your own music? Yeah, so the, the beat was produced by Parish Beats, which are all actually genuine guitar loops as well, um, not synthesized or anything um not by me by parish but uh and yeah that's a good question i have not actually um i've been like kind of balancing around the idea but um i think it's just um i don't i'm (laughs) 
like the main reason and it's, it's a good reason is i'm just not that good yet <laughs> like uh and not that i think i have to be, like this crazy like shredder before i can do anything but it's kind of just like you know i'm playing i'm like i'm just not where i want to be yet before i release something like this right uh so being that you're an underground artist in uh winnipeg um and this is obviously you know a platform for you know underground artists to come on and promote themselves but how have you found uh the support in your own city uh, you know, from those like close to you, like your day ones, family members, friends, and then also outsiders. And have you gotten, you know, have you done any live shows before? Try to like, how's like your experience been so far in kind of the underground uh, music industry? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, my friends and family have always been very supportive. Um, even if you know my family, and my parents didn't really understand it at first. They were still always very supportive and. You know, gave me all the reassurance I needed, um, and so did my friends. But as you were talking about with when I wrote this EP, that was a big thing. That was a big stump. Was that we were in quarantine, and my first song that I had that ever gained like any traction, Monster, um, kind of like blew up on TikTok, and that was the issue that it, I was in quarantine, and so couldn't really perform, couldn't go much places, and that's what that's what led to me to being a very kind of secluded off the grid artist you could ask a, at the time you probably could have asked a lot of other underground winnipeg artists if they knew who i was and a lot of them would probably say yes but i've never spoken a single word to him don't know anything about him because i it was quarantine right that 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 kind of like um genuine connective networking was just off the table couldn't perform couldn't do anything right and so yeah it wasn't only until like the past few months maybe that i uh started getting out there a lot more because now I actually can. And yeah, I had my first live show in um uh January. I already forget, man. <laughs> um recently, within the past few months at um the Pyramid Cabaret here in downtown Winnipeg. Um and it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I uh, performed my my latest project. But yeah, um the Winnipeg underground rap community may not be as lucrative as it is in, you know, the states and LA and 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 other places, Toronto, but it's definitely, it definitely exists. It's there. It's noticeable. It's just, uh, I wasn't a part of it until recently, really through no fault of my own. I mean, I could have done more to kind of get out there, but it, like I said, you know, COVID, it was hard to do so. I have under, understood recently or come to realize recently that, uh, it is like a very like open and welcoming community that I just have only recently discovered, you know? Okay. Awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, no, Winnipeg, uh, yeah, the scene is kind of kind of on the rise with um, you know, YSN Fab kind of gaining traction. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thrill Canada, and then a lot of a lot of big playlists too. And then I recently saw like there was like a CBC like um, uh, news segment of him, and uh, they're interviewing like his producer from Winnipeg, and then like he had like some scenes from his show. Um, but that's the first time I've ever seen like I mean he's still like underground, you know, objectively. Yeah. On like a CBC. You know, type thing. I mean, it has been in the past, but I just haven't hasn't caught my eye. an artist that I've you know been following as of late. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, with that being said, with your uh, latest project, uh, so let's talk about that. So exclamation mark! It dropped on uh, October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, so it's a five track EP. It includes uh, your hit uh, single "Monster," uh, "Sick," and "Fire" as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, tell the listeners what you're trying to do with this project. Were there any tracks that missed the cut? Because uh, it is, a, you know, a five-track EP. And then, yeah, just talk about uh, the reasoning for putting, you know, Monster on this EP 
as this dropped, you know, back in 2020, you know, in quarantine, like you said before. But yeah, just talk about, you know, the reasoning behind naming it, you know, explanation mark, and then what the kind of project means to you. Right. The, the name in itself was a little uh, cryptic to begin with. Um, the exclamation point is actually kind of a, it's an I, as in for me, but upside down because the entire, this entire EP, <laughs> to put it plainly, goes through the process of death. That's what I'm kind of going for here. And it's kind of like me entering the upside down. That's why I want the exclamation point, because it's like me upside down, right? And um, and as if, as for it, were there any tracks that didn't make the cut? No, because I, uh, I knew exactly what I wanted going into this. And Monster was kind of like the backbone of this EP. Um, I had a story for Monster, and I'm just like, I'm going to add to the story. I already know the whole story. I'm going to write that story. There were no tracks. I was like, should I add this? Should I not add this? It was no. It was, I knew what this was, and that was it. Um, That's kind of how it was. Is uh, The opening to the EP is the intro. It's like 30 seconds. It's just, just kind of like giving you a sense of what this is going to be like. After that, we have Sick, which uh, kind of was about... You, you only gather it from just listening to the lyrics once, but it's, it's mainly about uh, falling for a girl who is dead. And this character loves her so much that he is following her to the afterlife. Fire is about him regretting that decision. And in the song, it sounds like I'm singing to a lost loved one, but it's actually um, one part of this character singing to the other part of him that has died with this girl. Because he realized that this was nothing but trickery and every everything good about him died with her. And then we moved on to Monster, which... um. We'll talk more about it, but uh, Monster was basically the realization that the good part of me, the good part of this character, is dead. And it's only the bad that is left. And then Alive and Death was the, fi- was the finality of the story. And it was basically just, this is who I am now. This is who this character is now. And he is stuck this way. Kind of a dark ending, but not everything has a happy ending, right? Okay, dope. I like that there's uh, you know, a full story with the... Um, EP. And so was that always the intention, uh, as we'll get into Monster, but was that always the intention when you created Monster that you were going to kind of create a story uh, like this with the project? Yes, yes, that, that, that was the intention because with Monster I was trying to kind of create this character, right? It wasn't necessarily, I mean it was about me, but it was kind of more than that. It was like I was trying to kind of use some imagery to like paint it like this is a character and I'm going to add more to this character. Okay, awesome. So that being said, uh, we're going to play Monster for you guys. Uh, uh, So this also features uh, 27 Reeves. Uh, It dropped originally in 2020, but it was on uh, St. Vitale's uh, latest project, exclamation mark, or I, upside down. But hope you guys enjoy this song. This is Monster. Last 
St. Vitale's uh, hit track, Monster, featuring 27 Reeves. Yeah, definitely a dark track, uh, I have to say. Obviously, we spoke of in the scheme of the project uh, with this track, but when you were first, you know, creating this track and, and for the first single for the project, what was kind of your, you know, your your plan going in? Because obviously, yeah, you had a plan for the whole album, but... Uh, what was your plan for specifically this song? And then was it always you wanted to have like 27 Reeves come on? Like, how did you guys uh, link up? And then just talk about the collaboration uh, between you two. Dale, uh, 27 Reeves, I I kind of just met him through other artists. This was during quarantine. It was kind of like all social media based that I, that I found him. And we kind of connected a little bit. And he has like some really awesome music and uh, really fit the style for the song. And um, even before I was finished with the song, like maybe even halfway through writing it, I knew he was the person that I wanted on this song. The idea that I had going in, as you said, it's a dark song. And spoiler alert, it's a dark meaning too. Basically, the way I created this... well. I say created this character, but this, this character already existed. All the way back to my first EP after Rockstar, I had I dropped an EP called The Lost Books of Eden. And that EP was all based around a character named The Prince of Lies, which is a character I've stuck through, stuck with through everything after that. And um, as the character that the EP is about too, is The Prince of Lies. It's basically Monster was saying... Because as you hear in the hook and in some of the verses, I'm talking about a woman. And um, a lot of my songs, you know, I talk about relationships through the perspective of, of um, the other person, um, through the perspective of me, perspective of other people looking in. But this one was basically, you see me how you see me, but this song is about how I see me. And yeah, it's a little messed up, but it's it's a real song, you know? 
Yes, yes, very real. Um, but yeah, what were some of the artists in specifically that kind of inspired this sound on this specific record? Because obviously, I don't want to put you in like you know the 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 metal bracket because you are like a, you have a, like a lot of range as an artist. Um, but yeah, what kind of specific artists in the rock kind of metal? Or were there any of like you know? Because obviously, in the last you know five years, there's been a big. And even a little bit before that, there's been a big uh, kind of blend of hip hop and you know grunge and you know rock and and stuff like that. But like, what kind of artists kind of inspired you uh, for this uh, sound? Uh, a big one was Poor Stacy. He's kind of he's one of those artists that's like right on the precipice of going mainstream, but just hasn't quite gotten there yet. But I've been listening to Poor Stacy since he first kind of like you know overshadowed the underground, and um, he's got like this real dark vibe and even though this the song doesn't really sound like you know his songs that much still it's kind of like i I got because i think that's some common misconceptions that people think if you have an inspiration that you sound like them which is just not at all true you know like what like i said one of my inspirations is john lennon i don't sound like the beatles but um yeah that was definitely a big one because i loved how real he was with his lyrics like he didn't he doesn't care if what he says kind of strikes a nerve a little bit like because he he openly talks about mental illness and drug abuse and domestic abuse and he doesn't try to make it sound cushy he just says it how it is because that's what those things are right and that was like a big inspiration for me when writing these lyrics is like i don't want to try and beat around the bush you know i'm just saying this is a fucked up song fucked up lyrics and well it's gonna be a messed up thing you know yeah and then was that kind of your um with the whole project as with the scheme of it, was that kind of your, um, your, your ideology going into it, that it was like a very raw and gritty project that you weren't going to like hold anything back because like it is a, there's a lot of dark, you know, subject matter on the project. Yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't want to, I get no offense to other artists. I didn't, I just didn't want to, you know, make some top 100 pop songs. Right. I wanted to, these are the subjects that I'm talking about and I'm going to, talk about them like they're real because they are real i don't want to try and like i said before beat around the bush you know try and you know censorship blah 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 it's like these are messed up things that i'm talking about so it's understandable the lyrics and the meanings are going to be messed up too yeah a few episodes ago we had an artist on and he described you know kind of the, the hot 100 pop stuff as uh, fast food music <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah that's what we describe it as um but let's... a lot of pop music i like but oh yeah 100 some... percent. and yeah but sometimes that's kind of how it is is that it's kind of just like the exact same thing chewed up and spat out over a different beat you know you look at not even just like the hot 100 songs uh that like sample but then like totally like bite flows and melodies and, yep. and we can go on and on about that yeah. but anyways um let's get in, uh into some of your music videos that you have done kind of the process for each one you know was there were there any that you like differently uh so obviously you have a, a music video for sick one for haunted which we will play later you got one for more than a bad memory uh that dropped in april 2020 and then one for heartbreaker uh which was your first music video uh but kind of break down why you chose to do a music video for these four songs specifically, and then uh, just the importance of these music videos uh, to yourself as an underground artist. So all of these music videos, except for More Than a Bad Memory, were directed by Roberto Gomez. Um, he's a local videographer. I kind of connected with him through Nelson, Loverboy Now. That's what he filmed Heartbreaker, my first music video. And 
That one's important to me because uh, for two reasons. One, because it was the first song that I ever made that I like really felt content with. Because most a lot of the songs at that time that I made, I would be like, yeah, it's all right. But there's just eh. but this is the first song where I was like, no, I like this song. This is a good song. Right. The other reason it's really important to me. Well, one is my first music video. It's kind of like a landmark for me, but also I'm an artist as well as a musician in the sense that the visual aspect is a big, big part of the art for me as well. Um, and that's why in the in the video there is like a skit at the beginning that kind of preludes the song. And that's that that's important to me. And that, that's a lot of my videos have, you know, a lot of like important subjects in the videos. And that's why the songs that I make music videos for, I make those songs into videos for a reason. Because you need to watch the video to get the whole story. And uh, my next one was More Than A Bad Memory. That one was kind of out of nowhere. As if you watch it, it's kind of like got this VHS kind of like, not really professional vibe, but it's still cool. And that was me and my friend were kind of just walking around one day and I was showing him the song. And um, my friend uh, Quinn, he's done a lot for me, a lot of photography. Uh, he's helped me with some videos. He's been like a huge, huge part in my, uh, in my career. So uh, shout out to Quinn Joyce. Quinn Joyce Photography on Instagram. But, um, yeah, we were just like, I showed him a song and he's like, dude, we, we got to make a video for this. And I'm like, uh, well, I, I think it's be kind of too short a notice for, for Roberto. And he's like, dude, I'll do it. Um, and so, yeah, we just like downloaded like this free VHS, uh, app camera thing and just kind of, instead of going with like the classic, you know, taking a video and I'm lip syncing the beat, um, or the, the words, there was none of that. I did not like say anything at all. Um, it was all like short clips that all went along with the lyrics I was saying at ta at the time, which is also why it was the video that took the longest to create, because it was probably like hundreds of little clips that I put together that all kind of like went along with what I was saying. That one's really important to me for that reason, because it was a lot more like that was one one of the ones that like meant the most to me because it was like wasn't a huge production. It was just me and my friend uh, doing something zero zero dollar budget just a, a phone and a free app and uh just taking videos of what we saw that we thought kind of went along right after that i released the video for haunted which was haunted's a big a big deal for me because it was the first song i ever released on streaming that um got over the uh you know on spotify they have a little under 1000 number it was the first song that never reached over a thousand so that was like a really important song for me but um, yeah, this one was, uh, that video, same thing as Heartbreaker. It's like, you gotta watch the video to get the whole story. There's, like, the song is only half of what I'm saying. The The video, the imagery, that's the other half. So that one was really important to me. And um, also, shout out to uh, my friend CJ, Clara Julena. Uh, she did my makeup. Fucking awesome. And Sick was the most recent one. That was for my most recent project. And, um... That one was also kind of spur of the moment. It was like maybe a couple of weeks before the EP was meant to drop. And I was like, I have some really cool ideas for this video. I need to hit up Roberto. <laughs> and so I did. And we rented out like this little studio of just like all white walls. And we just all we had was just a room of white walls. And we had a few props. And we're just like, we're going to make something sick. No pun intended. <laughs> and yeah, so all of these videos have a very deep meaning to me for different reasons. But uh, yeah, that that's basically the whole story. Yeah. Pretty awesome, that's dope. And uh, yeah, guys, make sure you go check out all those videos. I'll post links to them 
in the description for the episode, but also I'll post on my story uh, as well. But with that being said, uh, so for the rest of the year, what does that look like for you, uh, singles-wise? Maybe are you working on any projects? Uh, any other music videos that you're planning? What is you know the rest of 2022 looking like for uh, Saint Vitel? In terms of albums and big projects, not it's a little unclear right now. I'm I'm working on multiple things. I've got quite a few things in the works, but whether that'll be 2020, I don't know. But one thing I can say for sure is I do have a single ready for release that I am currently in the process of promoting. 21st Century Plague. I plan on releasing it hopefully by like the beginning of the summer. And um, there will be a video for that one, 100%, because that's another one that has like a, a really good story to it that uh, the video will help with, because that's a big part of it for me. Um, and I'm also excited because this is the first time in my career where I actually have a listening, and I've kind of, we're kind of in post-quarantine where I can really do something. And so, yeah, me and my friend Nelson, I love her boy now, we are planning like a joint show um, sometime this summer. So I guess, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be, it's it's also going to be uh, him and I have a song in the works called Eternal Madness that's uh, that's going to kind of be showcased for the first time at that show. And um, other than that, everything's kind of unclear, but those are a few things that I am definitely looking forward to this year. And the main thing is just, you know, getting out there, right? That's the main thing for me is I really want to connect with with more artists because as I said before, I've been very like off the grid secluded from the rap scene because of when the unfortunate time that I started to gain some traction that's the main thing is I've I've been going to more shows lately I've been talking to people more and I really look forward to like really getting into the Winnipeg scene awesome and then for that uh new single coming out uh, potentially this summer so that's 21st century plague correct yes and then, so is that, and you said like there'll, there'll be a story behind that in a music video. So is that like you're planning a project specifically around this song? That's a good question because that definitely is something I would do. But this one, mm-hmm. uh, no, this one is kind of, I do have some projects in the work, but this one is not one of them. This one is a standalone single and um, it's just the story. It's just the song. It's just a video. I don't really have anything more attached to it because I personally think that it's perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So for this one, it's just that. Okay, awesome. And uh, so this wraps up uh, the interview with St. Vitel. Um, yeah, first off, thanks so much for coming on, man, and uh, reaching out. Everyone stay tuned uh, for the show uh, in the summer, potentially um, with a lover boy, Nell. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, we'll make sure to post for that once uh, things get announced for that. And then for his new single, uh, 21st Century Plague. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, man, for coming on. And uh, yeah, where can uh, everyone find you once again on social media and anything else you would like to say uh, to this Vaughn podcast uh, audience? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. And uh, yeah, once again, you can find me on Instagram at uh, the Saint Vitel. You can find me on TikTok, Saint Vitel. And again, you can find me on pretty much every single streaming platform, including YouTube and SoundCloud, just the Saint Vitel. And uh, yeah, like you said, stay tuned for that show. And uh, the only thing that I really have to say, um, if you can take away from what I've been saying, is just uh, be yourself, man. Or woman. <laughs> uh, do you. Follow your dreams. Awesome. And uh, so with that being said, we're going to end this episode off by playing uh, Haunted. Uh, so this is uh, a single he dropped on September 1st, uh, 2020. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoy this song and uh, see you next time.